Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm uh, Keith Moore. This is Faith School, and we welcome you to come right on in and join us. We've actually saved your seat on the front here. And uh, what we'd like for you to do is just come right on into the class. We don't just come into your home or office or, or mobile device. We want you to come in here, and we believe that the environment of faith will saturate you and cause your spirit to be quickened. What happens in faith school? My spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. That's God's plan for all of us. You know, when you're born again, you're born a baby. Uh, Peter said, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Well, babies are not supposed to be babies still 40 years after they're born. You're supposed to develop. And so God's will is that we, our spirits be fed and not just anything will feed your spirit, not just people's experiences and opinion and all like this. The anointed spoken word of God, you feeding your, yourself on the word of God and being in anointed teaching and preaching, these kind of things nourish up your spirit in the words of faith. Feed your spirit and your faith. And it makes all the difference in the world. I mean, you, you understand that there are a lot of things that just overwhelm a five-year-old that, that wouldn't phase a mature, stable 50-year-old. And so uh, sometimes the people's reaction, you know, it seems like from the outside, well, they're just having one crisis after another, crisis after another, and their life is so horrible. But so many times the, the case is that they think tiny little things are big things and they don't know how to deal with them. They're a baby. Whereas uh, you might see a mature Christian and every time you talk to them, they just look like they're on top of the world and they got some good report. And you might think, well, man, they never have any issues. And they may have a lot more things they've overcome than the people that's crying so loud. They just are not a baby. They know how to deal with it. Well, you don't just grow up automatically. Just because you're in church for a long time doesn't mean you automatically develop and grow up. It depends on what you're being fed, and it depends on what you're doing with it. Uh, you know, faith is just like a muscle in your body. It has to be fed, but that's not the only part. It has to be used. So you've got to feed your faith, and you've got to use your faith. So let's pray and believe that God gives us exactly what we need to do those things today. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us, the great faith school class all over the world, we join together asking you for the anointing, for utterance, for the teaching and moving of your Holy Spirit, quickening us in exactly what we need for right now. And we, we purpose to not just be hearers only, but to do it. And we thank you for helping us to grow up and become the fullness of what you've planned that we should be. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Go with me in the textbook today, please, to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. And let's continue. We've been talking all this week about the subject by faith, by faith. In Hebrews 10 and verse 38, it says, Now... The just shall live by faith. 
But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And uh, as we've seen, beginning here and in the next oh, five or six verses, and then in the middle and later on at the end of the 11th chapter, he's talking about pleasing God. My soul will have no pleasure in those who don't live by faith, but who pull back, lay back, draw back. But we're not of them that draw back unto perdition or destruction, but to the, of them that believe to the saving of the soul. That's a good confession, isn't it? Said out loud, we are not, we are not of, those who draw back of those who draw back to destruction. destruction. We are those, we are those who, believe who believe to full salvation. To full salvation. Hallelujah. The saving of the soul in, involves a lot of things. He went on to say, verse, uh, chapter 11, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Uh, let me read these other translations again. The NIV says, this, to my faith, is what the ancients were commended for. They were commended for their faith. The BBE says, for by it, our fathers had God's approval. The NET says a similar thing, for by it, the, by faith, the people of old received God's commendation. The Amplified says it like this, for by faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. We read it um, a couple of classes ago. Let's go back and look at it again in First in Peter, where he talked about this. First Peter 1 and verse 7, he said uh, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Our faith at this present time is experiencing testing and trying. It's being tried. Um, we, we say sometimes that, that tries my patience. Well, it's also trying your faith because through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. And uh, this is something that's surprising to a lot of folks, but you don't have any more faith than you do patience. Because patience, that word literally means perseverance. It's not enough to just believe God for a, a moment or a day. You've got to persevere believing God as long as it takes. When your perseverance or your patience runs out, that's also the end of your faith. Your faith just ran out too. That's why it takes faith and keep on having faith. Faith and perseverance. Faith and patience. Through that, you'll stay with it long enough. You'll give God time to work in your life and you'll see it come to pass. You'll inherit what He told you, what He promised you. Now, it says our faith being tried uh, much more precious than of gold that perishes. Gold is refined by fire and by heat. 
and so is uh, faith. You know, a lot of things are uncomfortable for us, but God didn't intend that if we encounter some test or challenge in life, He didn't intend that we fail. He didn't intend that we be defeated by it. He intends that we overcome and we come out even stronger than before. And it's like a lot of things you're not going to develop unless you encounter some resistance. You know, uh, those that train with weights, they know you can't get big muscles and strong muscles if you don't put any weight on the bar, right? You can't just use an empty bar. You got to put some weight. And, and if you want to be challenged and really become big and really become strong, you got to put a lot of weight, big weights on the bar. Well, the scripture says, you know, in James, uh, brethren, count it all joy <laughs> when you encounter, you know, different trials and temptations. How in the world could you count it all joy? Knowing this, the trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Does that sound good? Perfect and entire, wanting nothing. I mean, that means the, the end you wind up in a really good position. You got everything you needed, uh, wanting nothing. The, everything that you were desiring, com perfect means complete. How'd you get there? Not automatically and not necessarily easily. Your faith was tried. <laughs> right? You, you, you were tried. You were pushed. You were tested. You know, um, sometimes you'll hear people say, you know, I tried that faith stuff. I, I tried that prayer. I tried that confession stuff. I, and, you know, just by tagging the word stuff on the end of it, you know they don't respect it very much, right? That tells you something right there. That, that tithing stuff, it's holy. You shouldn't, you shouldn't say stuff on the end of it. I, I tried that, that believing stuff, you know, and it, it didn't work for me. No, honey child, it tried you. And you failed. The word didn't fail. Uh, his, his word does not fail. Uh, the Bible said, you know, concerning Joseph, when he was a boy, he had that dream. And uh, he told his brothers, and oh man, it made them mad and told his folks. They didn't like it either. And uh, he went through a lot of things. I mean, his brothers sold him into slavery. Uh, after that, he wound up in the dungeon. I mean, it looks like for years, he's going from bad to worse to worse to worse. And, and the scripture said in Psalms, until his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tried him. Did you hear that phrase? Didn't say he tried it. Who was being tried? Not God, not the word. He, Joseph was being tried and he never turned it loose. You know, the Bible uh, revealed in Genesis that when he was in prison, that uh, he wasn't there very long until they turned it over to him. And he's running the place. He had such a, an anointing for administration on his life. But it's not only that, he had an attitude that even though he's in prison, prison isn't in him. And, uh, and the baker and the butler, you know, Pharaoh was upset with them, threw them in the same prison that uh, Joseph was in. And so he went to see him one day and this is, this is how he starts the conversation. Why are you so down today? Why? He said to the butler and, and, and 
Baker, why are you so down? Well, they could say, because we're in this dungeon, because we're in prison. Why aren't you down? See, can you hear this? We know he's still in faith because he's still got some joy. He still got, can you see this? Even though he's been lied on, he's been mistreated. I mean, when your brothers sell you <laughs> as a slave, you could get an attitude about that, right? I mean, when you pour your life into working for your owner and do nothing but make him rich, and then his wife lies on you, and he believes her like that and throws you in a dungeon, you could get an attitude. Right? You've been in dungeon in the dungeon. You, you're a young man and already years of your life have been spent in either slavery or imprisonment. You could get a chip on your shoulder. You could get down. You could get negative. You could get what's the point attitude. Why, why bother? And anytime you see that, that is faithlessness. Hopelessness and faithlessness go together. Because remember, what is faith? It's the substance of things what? It's the basis or confidence of what you hope for. And the, the evidence or proof, conviction of things you don't see yet. And so what we see is that even though Joseph is going through all of this, he didn't lose that vision. He didn't turn loose of that dream. He still expected it to come to pass. Can you see that? After all, after his family treating him like they did, after his owner treating him like he did, he still is, he, he, he bops in and goes, what's wrong with you guys? Cheer up. Why are you so down? <laughs> He's running to prison, is humming like a top. The prisoners are in better shape than they've been. The owners are in better shape than they've been. And sure enough, it was, and, and even after that, you know, he, he helped them out. He interpreted their dreams. He said, but now remember me when you get out. And did they remember him? No. <laughs> God, he could have got an attitude about that, right? Until one day something came up and the, the Pharaoh had the dream, you know, and uh, then uh, they remembered and... Uh, and just like that, in one day's time, he goes from what would be complete hopelessness to a lot of people, many people. He went from the very bottom to the very top. Hallelujah. Things can change drastically in a day. Oh, somebody say in a day. In a day. After it's been that way for years. Years, years, years. You remember the woman that had to issue a blood. How many years? Anybody remember that? Was it 12 years? 12 years. The woman with the issue of blood, that means she had a hemorrhage uh, in Jesus' ministry, it's talked about. And it said she had spent, in Mark 5, you'll read about this in other places, spent everything she had on doctors and treatments and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Well, you could get discouraged, right? Not one year, not two not 10 years, a dozen years. Now you you're, you've impoverished yourself. You spent everything you had. And the terrible thing about it, it, nothing helped you. All of the treatments that you did, all the procedures, all the medications that you took, not one thing, not one bit better. But one day she heard about Jesus. 
Oh, somebody say Jesus. She, she heard of Jesus. What did she hear? She heard, Acts 10 talks about this, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He went about uh, with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. She heard about the healings and the deliverances and the things that had been taking place. And the Bible says, she said in her heart within herself, she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. You know, think about it. Daring to hope and expect when after 12 years, Nothing but failure after failure after failure after failure. And yet, when she heard about Jesus, is, is this faith or not, saints? How does faith come? She heard something, right? She heard about Jesus healing. Is, is Jesus still alive today? Is he still the healer today? Is he still Jesus, the same, yesterday, today? And forever. If he healed all that came to him then, he heals all that comes to him now, or he's changed. If he'd heal them, but he won't heal you, he's a respecter of persons. He's neither. He's no respecter of persons. He never changes. So it is his will. And he's still the healer today. But we, we need to understand how these things happen. Sometimes people, you know, there are people that won't even acknowledge that God exists. And they're in trouble. Unless they get that changed, they're not going to get any help. But then you have a lot of people, they acknowledge that God is real and even that he could do a miracle, but they don't know, you know, if he will, if it's his will, they say. And in their mind, it's just all up to him. And so they've not understood what the word teaches about how these things happen. This woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, it didn't say that she just sat at home and, and said, you know, and sang, kumbaya, <laughs> come by here. And, and that the Lord, the, you know, said, I've come to your house to heal you today. No, no. She heard something that put something of faith inside her. And it, 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 she believed it so strong that it affected her mouth. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be. I will be. Glory to God. Can you see this? I will be. That's future tense, but it is a hope and expectation that's based on faith. Can you see that? You wouldn't expect it unless you believed something. So this is real faith. And this is not just something that God initiated. The Bible said she pressed through the crowd. And there were thousands of people thronging and touching Jesus. He's not speaking and having a service. He's just walking down the road. And she pressed through the crowd in her weakened condition and touched, brushed the, the, the edge of his garment. And the Bible said anointing or power went into her and healed her. Glory to God. And she felt immediately. <laughs> Notice feeling was the last thing that happened. Can you see that? First was hearing about Jesus. Then was faith came. Then was acting on the word of God and touching. Can you see that? Then last came the feeling. But then she backed up in the crowd, you know, smiling like the proverbial cat that got the canary. She's thinking, woohoo, I got it, I got it. And then she noticed he's not moving. The crowd stopped moving and he's looking around and saying, who touched me? Who? 
She's going, oh, no, no, no. Because she didn't even ask if it'd be all right to touch. Our, our, Jesus is not having a healing meeting. She just came and took a healing. Just came and took it. And, and, and the Bible said she was fearing. And so I, what would you be fearing of? You know, maybe he wants it back. <laughs> oh no. So she, she tried to hang back in the crowd and, and one account said, you know, he looked around and said, who touched me? Who touched me? And even the disciples, he said it long enough. It was embarrassing for them and awkward and, and uncomfortable. They said, Lord, uh, people have touched you. It's a crowd. What do you mean? A lot of people. He said, somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. And uh, he looked around and the scripture said, when all denied, well, all would include her. Can you see that? I mean, he's looking around. People are going, mm, no, I didn't touch you. No, no. Who touched me? Mm, no, no. He looked at her. She went, mm. <laughs> but he wouldn't move. He just kept standing there saying, no, no, somebody touched me. Now, he's, he's talking about a touch of a different kind, isn't he? Not just a casual brush, not somebody bumped into you, but a touch of faith on purpose Amen. to receive. Come on, can you see that? He noticed that in the midst of a throng of thousands of people. He noticed that walking down the road. Friend, the things of the Spirit are real. Amen. Faith, faith's action is real. The moving and manifesting of the power of God is real. Amen. And the results are real, Amen. real. So finally it says she saw she couldn't be hid. She said, he, he's not going to quit. And so she said, <laughs> it was me. And so she came and she told him the whole story. I'm sure she's probably talking fast thinking, you know, maybe I can convince him and you know, that this is okay. And uh, you know, thank God nobody got to her first and told her that it might not be God's will. Right? Might not be God's will for her. You know, she just came. She didn't ask permission. She just came and took a healing. And when she got through saying her story about, all, you know, how she's sick for 12 years and spent all her money and nobody could help her. And, and the Lord said, be a good comfort, daughter. You know, be happy. Your faith has made you whole. He could have said many things. He could have said my power. He could have said God in his sovereignty chose. He didn't say any of that. What did he say? And is he pleased? What do you think? Can you hear yes. and read between the lines here? He said, be of good comfort, daughter. In other words, don't be upset. I'm not, I don't want it back. <laughs> this is what I'm out here doing. Right? Why did he spend hours and hours sometimes laying hands on people, right? To minister healing to them. He said, no, no, this is, you did good. You came and took it. Go in peace. Be whole. Hallelujah. Of this plague. What I was saying is though it had been that way so long and got worse and got worse and got worse in a day. Oh, somebody say in a day. In, in one day, she heard about Jesus, got the strength to press through the crowd, touched and took and had a personal conversation with Jesus. Is that right? And got past her fear. He's happy about my healing. Praise God. Somebody say one day, one day, one day, one day. So friends, and I know there's a lot of people joining us by media right now. Um, you may have been in a bad situation 
for a long time. You know, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And the devil will tell you, you know, it'll never be any better. It's only going to get worse. And that's why, that's how some people get suicidal is because they think, well, I, I don't want to live in this, this way the rest of my life. I don't want to live like this. I certainly don't want it to get any worse one day. In one day, God can totally, totally change it around. Do, do you see this now? She, she's going from doctor to doctor to doctor, spending every dime she's got. Now, she don't even need to go to the doctor. Can you see this? She's totally healed. No hemorrhage, no pain. One day. One moment. In one day. That's the God we serve. He is this big. He is this awesome. And yes, he is this good. He wants to do this for you. But what he has to have out of you is what he had out of her. What did he say made the difference in her life? Daughter, your faith has made you whole. A choice to believe what God says. A choice to act on what God said. A choice to to receive what the Lord said. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, it doesn't matter. Maybe it's, you know, you say, well, mine's not healing. It's finances. Even easier. <laughs> I'm telling you. God knows how to, God can move millions and not even make a phone call. I'm telling you, he creates planets. Money's nothing for him. He can get you what you need, but you've got to quit despairing. You, you've got to quit identifying with the past. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes, don't say, what is the cause that the former days were better than these? He, the scripture said, don't say that. What is that? People talk sometimes about the good old days. And usually they just romanticized them and they weren't nearly as good as they're making out that they were. <laughs> They're forgetting a lot of problems that existed back in the old days. But the Bible says, don't say that. Don't look back longingly. Don't talk. You can be thankful for things that God did for you in the past. But if you believe the Bible, if you believe the truth, you'd be, you'd be looking ahead because he says the path of the just gets better. It gets brighter and brighter to the full day's sun. Hallelujah. The best for believers is never behind. It's always ahead. And God is more than enough. More than enough to bring you out. Somebody say in a day, in a day, in a day, in a day. Joseph went from the dungeon, stinky clothes, bad food, no accommodations to the palace. Oh, come on, y'all with me? In a day, in a day, in a day. Come on, sit out loud. Father God, Father God I, believe in you. I believe in you. You are more than enough. More than Nothing's, enough. Too hard for you. Nothing's too hard for you. I trust you. I trust you. Bring, me out. Bring me out. I'll believe it. I'll, believe I'll lay hold of it. I'll, hold. I'll follow you. I'll follow Victory, you. Is mine Victory is mine in Christ. In Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, that's our time for today for Faith School. We'll catch you next time, and we're going to come up even higher still.